Okay, so we're back on, and this is going to be a special reading for everyone. This is Kiara Kyan, uh, and on her podcast, you already know who this is. So on my YouTube channel, this is Kiara Kyan, and I'm Elizabeth, so welcome. Um, I'm feeling like I want to start the reading with um, Lay Vampire. Cool. Because, and she's just above you, or you could pick Alice. Um, I feel like when I, when I do these kinds of readings, I... I start with one or the other. So I think we'll just start with Lay Vampire and just get our topic here. And just see what we have. And these usually just, oops, usually just get thrown on my bed. So, okay. And I don't know, maybe you wanna take half the deck and I take the other and we can each get a card. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I don't ever really read with somebody right next to me. So it just kind of seems like a fun thing to do is to give Kiara half the deck and I'll take the other half and we'll see where we land with that. So, um, am I focusing on what's the, what a question are we going to ask? I feel like, um, maybe just the current energies inside of, you know, the collective of people that would be tuning into our messages for whomever finds this, whoever we're connected with, and sort of like, uh, wow, that's funny, um, and sort of like what everybody is uh, dealing with right now and where we can, the things that we can look at as a part of our, our shadow work and our shadow. I'm really excited because the card that I pulled, I don't work with this deck. This is a very new deck, so <laughs> it's pretty amazing to see what messages are coming through with splitting the deck. Um, for those of you that don't know on Elizabeth's channel, um, I am a Gemini and Elizabeth yeah. is a Sagittarius. And it's kind of fun and interesting that we are sh like holding space for each other. In astrology, uh, Sagittarius and Gemini are opposites. Mm -hmm. So to get to sit together and talk about uh, transmuting shadow work and how how we know about it and heal with it is amazing. The card that I got was number 15 in Lay Vampire, and it's Reason. It says, listen to advice, think clearly, intellect. Which is hilarious, because it's literally what we're talking about right now. Listen to Reason, you guys. <laughs> well, I also love that uh, it has the energy of the skulls, because mm -hmm. that's about like a higher consciousness, uh, universal consciousness, too. And we were talking in the last um, section about Libra and energy and Gemini and Sagittarius energy about beliefs and uh, thinking and just like having um, a higher mind about us. That's fascinating. I know. It's really, really funny. And you got that twin card. Well, I, I broke up the deck, so that wasn't, I, I could find it again. But, um, so this is really interesting. Uh, we're getting number 28, so you're number 15, number 28, and uh, it says burnt by the sun. So we're sitting here doing a shadow work reading, and this is this uh, energy of being burned by the sun. But what's so interesting with this is that it's talking about um, ambition extension and reach and we also see her with the wolf so the wolf is coming in here which is associated with the moon right and this is talking about being burnt by the sun so i think that this is a time where you know again just going back to like what are we where where are our motivations where what are we being driven by right now like 
what is your ambition? Are you um, in a place where you want to go out and you want to um, party like a rock star or like whatever it looks like for you inside of your work and what you're passionate about and how you want to make money, how you want to support yourself, what you see yourself doing, you know, five years from now, 10 years from now and extending that out further. This would almost be like, it feels like Jupiter in a weird way. It's like the sun, but it's also like an extension. Um, so, and then we see a nod to the sleeping wolf. Mm -hmm. It's sleeping. It's not howling. It's not on the prowl. It's not on the hunt. So with reason there, I, I mean, I'm feeling like this is, um, this is maybe like a high, like a very high vibration of like stepping into power more. I think it's also like breaking the the ceiling, right? Like that glass ceiling. The glass ceiling. ceiling. And the analogy For we sure. in the last video, unless, you know, this is the, the next portion of the same video about talking about shadow work. I had mentioned that NLP, we learned about the living at cause versus living at effect. Mm -hmm. And when you're living at cause, you are empowered. You are mm -hmm. um, the extension of yourself. You're, you're within the reach of what you want because you're taking the claim for it which is living at cause when you're living at effect you're letting other things other experiences other perspectives rule your decisions your beliefs your choices your life so when you're living at cause you're not letting anything rule you you're ruling you it, well exactly because she looks very upset here <laughs> so um and she has been burned by her ambition she's been burned by okay so the sun this would be like the um sort of negative aspect of the light right if you're being burned by the light you're being burned by the sun mm -hmm. uh, so this would be the shadow side of the light and so we're kind of seeing where this plays out like on the world stage you mentioned johnny depp and amber heard earlier and y'all know on my channel i've been like covering this um since it started and it was very impromptu for me it happened very organically it wasn't planned i didn't even know who amber heard was prior to the trial um so but we're seeing that kind of play out like being burned by your own ambition, your own desires, your own uh, the sun on a lower octave of like the Leo energy. It speaks to ego mm -hmm. and all of that. So it would be the unhealthy masculine principle. And in this case, it could be the toxic feminine as well, mm -hmm. you know, and so um, that's why the, the wolf is sleeping where it's like almost like waking up the wolf would be waking up that side of ourself that's connected to the shadow, but that's also connected to how the void card came out in the other um, video. Mm -hmm. And that was like, that's the cosmic womb of creation where we can birth from, mm -hmm. even though it's dark, even though we're not going to have the light of the sun, but at the same time, there's nothing to be burned from. Mm -hmm. So it's actually being comfortable inside of the dark places mm -hmm. where we can actually look at our motivations and really look at what we want because she does not look happy, but the wolf looks happy. He's peacefully sleeping, but she looks like she's been burned by her own desires, burned by her own ambition, burned by, uh, but there's something more like to reach for. And I feel like that would be the shadow. I think it's interesting <laughs> getting like the reason card too, that says like, listen to advice, think clearly intellect. It's like, 
when you're when you feel burnt right like you need to go out and outsource you need to find you know mm -hmm. what other advice could help you further understand your situation mm -hmm. so i think that that's a great analogy together it's like listening to the advice like if you guys were paying attention to the previous video or what we were saying earlier in my video um just being able to listen to cool there are other tools or other people there are other experiences that you could reach towards or learn about to better understand what's going on in your reality yeah that's these are beautiful so that oh was, yeah it says listen to advice that was your what is this the, that's the lay vampire um i love 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 this deck love i almost feel like i want another one too yeah take another one there's no rules here love conquers all and there's the wolf again mm. oh it's, i love that it's the number 24 enduring loyalty eternal love and lasting commitment hmm. i feel like that's self-love right there uh -huh. i feel like that's kind of integrating everything we're talking about it's this idea of um once you listen to the advice or maybe it's your higher self or maybe uh -huh. it's friends or or people other resources uh you find this higher understanding of love if you guys know on my channel maybe you don't know and also on her channel i am an anime fanatic i like japanese culture i love manga i love anime there's a particular anime that this reminds me of with shadow work called naruto shippuden and in naruto shippuden naruto the main character um has to go to the waterfall of um it's i can't remember if it's the waterfall of truth or the waterfall of like intelligence and he has to face his darker self which is ruled by his inner demons or literally his inner demon the qb that that lives inside of him when he goes to the waterfall he has to face that part of himself the the pain the ache the trauma all of the people that were afraid of him all the people that uh basically chastised him and made him feel like like a, a victim and like he was a horrible evil person and when he sees himself at the waterfall that's crying and yelling at him, instead of fighting him, as his mentor said, his mentor says, you need to conquer him, you need to, to fight him and, and win. Instead of fighting him, he hugs him. <laughs> I love that. And when he hugs him, he literally absorbs himself into himself. And this beautiful. shadow healing. It's mm -hmm. the most beautiful thing I've seen. So you should look up Naruto waterfall scene <laughs> shadow work. <laughs> That's so cute. Yeah. Um, that's beautiful. Enduring loyalty, eternal love, lasting commitment. So I don't know. Um, it's also like this, um, this burned by the sun is like, uh, for some people, it's just this, uh, it's like this, um, what do I, it's, you were talking about the abyss. Mm -hmm. So it's like this, um, it's a thirst that can never be quenched of needing love, mm -hmm. of wanting to be loved, mm -hmm. of wanting to be liked, of wanting to be accepted, of not wanting criticism, like all of that. Um, and this is where, like you were saying, it's self-love. And this is where that thirst is finally quenched. Like, and you won't, you know, it's not about something external, you know, that energy being more external, like this burned by the sun. So I feel like a lot of this, cause there's the wolf there and the wolf looks, the wolf is awake now. <laughs> He's like, I got my girl, you know, I, I should have got the panda eyes there. It's kind of bothering me. Mm -hmm. But anyway, um, 
So yeah, that's really beautiful. I think the other part of this too, I was thinking about it. It's not just about like trauma. I feel like it's also situations that are just uncomfortable. Like yes. at work. Agreed. Like say like I agree. if you're unhappy with your job, if you're unhappy with like how you're doing your your work or if you're unhappy with your relationship or if you're unhappy just like other things that could be shadow mm -hmm. um there's a reason why you got called into work late or you showed up late and you're unhappy about being there or you're uncomfortable there's a reason you feel that way it's something to bear witness to and i think mm -hmm. that the analogy with the wolf being awoken here and uh, yeah you mentioned the tiredness it's it's work it's this looking at yourself and and doing the work and actually taking the time and the effort to to be like you know what i'm sick of this job or this position or this mm -hmm. reality i don't want this anymore mm -hmm. well how do you get the new thing you look for it and you get it you take the baby steps to work towards it i really really love what you said about sometimes it's not about trauma but it's about being uncomfortable yeah that resonates for me a lot. So it's more so about how do we work with it. It's not like um, we're talking about shadow work. And so it's not like, you know, you're just sitting in, I mean, you could be, but you're just sitting in your room doing your shadow work and you're like, got your candles burning and you're like, okay, let's do some shadow work. It's more practical than that. It's like you're out in your daily life. You go to work. You have interactions with people, clients, um, whatever, whatever the car that breaks down. It, right? It's, yeah. It, yeah, it could be the just, light bulb bursts. <laughs> and so, how we're handling those things, mm -hmm. and uh, it's not about any judgment on ourselves at all. Because I'm probably like, I'm sitting here going, oh shit, like I was not doing good in that situation. But in that one, yeah, I did really good there. It's, it's not like good or bad. But I think that that's like huge about, um, sometimes it's just about where we feel uncomfortable. Um, so if you're, and also I feel that when you're in many instances, when you're feeling uncomfortable, that's how you know you're growing. Like something in your life is either changing or it's growing. Um, because maybe in some cases, maybe you love the thing that you're doing. You love your family. You know, you're not just going to like get rid of your family because there's a bunch of triggers that are happening inside of that. So for some people, it's maybe not about leaving or changing something. It's just about like, um, accepting. Yeah. And, and you're just like learning how to do things a bit differently. Like, because when we were talking about shadow work and, and, um, it being like something that's very unconscious, like it's where our, the things that we do, our patterns of behavior, um, are just, it's so unconscious. It's like, it's just things that we do, but actually it's, they're much deeper than that. So I really love that. Um, that you mentioned it's sometimes it's just things that feel uncomfortable I think it's also like adjusting you know taking taking that little bit of effort just to adjust to a maybe more comfortable position yeah and and self-reflection being really important because that's also what the wolf represents to me because it's always goes back to the moon and then that's it's a very feminine energy it's internal it's more self-reflective um, because there, this, it's like, there aren't just wolves all over this deck, you know, <laughs> it'd be interesting to pull an animal deck and see like what animals, uh, wanted to come out. We've got, um, spirit animals up there. And then, um, I've got the wild unknown animals here. Yeah. I feel like the wild unknown. Which actually, cause there's even like dragons yeah, in here. I feel stuff. like we should do that one. 
And then uh, the dragon decks are up here, FYI. Cool. <laughs> All the decks. She literally has so many. Maybe like, a couple hundred. I don't know. There's a, a lot hundred. in here. Uh -huh. I'm a librarian. <laughs> so, let's see. I am a librarian. Each animal. Yeah, I'm definitely curious about... Oh, wow. Wow. Peacock. I'm going to get some water. Do it. So... Uh, peacock, very sacred to my heart. Uh, peacock came up today for a client, actually. I literally did a reading, and if you're watching this, you know who you are. Um, the peacock showed up, and what it represents to me is shining. Um, it's funny, because in this deck, it looks like it's representing the element of air. So for peacock, it's a bird, yes. Um, my brother, who had passed back in 2019, um, his favorite animal was actually like the peacock, like the phoenix kind of energy. Okay. He loved the peacock and the wolf, which is funny that both came up tonight because those are his two favorite animals. But the peacock represents uh, shining, basically coming forward and being this magnificent show off in a beautiful way. It's knowing that you have this dance, this act. And that the peacock itself is showing its feathers and showing, you know what, I am vulnerable and I am showing off and I'm going to strut it. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say F it, but maybe not on this channel, but F it. <laughs> oh, you could say it. It's fine. Good. I don't care. <laughs> Isn't that interesting? <laughs> yeah, I like the curse words. Yeah, that's really funny. And it's also uh, the element of air. Nice. And we were getting like logic and reason. Uh, with the peacock, so obviously like a bird, but I don't, peacocks don't really fly too much, do they? They're not really mm -hmm. like birds of flight. When I lived in Florida, there were like, um, I remember there was a doctor's office that I used to go to like every once in a while. It was like where my doctor's office was when I used to go to doctors because I kind of don't anymore. Um, but there was a family of peacocks that lived in the back parking lot and they were just like wild peacocks in the middle of Tampa which was so interesting. The sacred element to peacock um, in like the Chinese culture, um, it represents the imagery of the phoenix. Mm -hmm. And the idea we were talking about, the toxic feminine energy and that, you know, mm -hmm. the masculine being the wounded masculine, actually in this case, mm -hmm. um, the phoenix would embody the femininity. The dragon would represent the masculinity. Mm -hmm. So us talking about the moon and the wolf and the peacock with that flame, the flame of the fire of the the woman it's very fascinating because usually traditionally uh, female energy is seen as water in this case we have a lot of air and fire kind of showing up I feel like that has a lot to do with the element of the void um, mm. you're looking at this like burst of energy and, and its movement so the air would incorporate that movement in the Phoenix analogy it's burning down into ash and then being reborn we were talking about in the last video for her the the idea behind Lilith um, and her resonation with Libra and Lilith to me is a great imagery behind the Phoenix because she embodies uh, having to be reborn again after being burnt by the sun <laughs> and that's the sun of God <laughs> yeah burned by the sun so yeah that's I mean that's a really interesting point um, because also just with the um, like there's so much energy around the patriarchy and uh, there's so many varying like uh, extremes of like what that means you know which I because I have like a lot of thoughts around all of that like yes we are moving into a new paradigm we're seeing all these old structures fall around us 
but where is the rebirth of the sacred feminine and divine masculine and how does that happen in a healthy way and not in like a false light kind of a way through information coming to light yeah <laughs> because um i don't know i always like with some of the the movements and whatnot i feel there's so much distortion distortion around them where it's like we actually wind up missing the point and then everything gets co-opted and hijacked in a way where it gets taken over by some darker energies and then the movement just gets squashed or it has to be reborn again into something new mm -hmm. because the peacocks also represent like a, a like the phoenix like a rebirth in a lot of ways and the divinity and um like you were saying, the showing off energy, the letting your colors shine and letting yourself be seen, letting yourself be heard, it's self-confidence and self-worth and all of that. But then on the lower octave, it can be like very arrogant and haughty and it can be like, you know, that um, toxic kind of energy. So that's why I feel like it's also like owning your shit. Because it's like, in reality, mm -hmm. like, we all make mistakes. We all have shadow. We all have problems. We all have a story. So own it. Own your everything. Own your life. Own your reality. And I think Peacock says that very clearly. Um, it's strutting its stuff. So own what you're showing to the world. If you're showing a side of you that is not positive and it's a, you know, a shadow or whatever side of you, great. Own it. Own that you did that. And if you want to make changes to that story or that representation, own that too and make those adjustments. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's something that's definitely been coming to light, I think. Also, um, I think it's interesting that this is coming out too just after, um, you know, the whole thing around COVID and all of that and how a lot of people were finding new ways to to come out in a sense. So a lot of people started doing all these Zooms and people were working from home more. So there was sort of like this bipolar energy. That's interesting. I, I love the vulture. Um, sort of this bipolar energy of like where everybody was just kind of like not being seen perhaps. Mm -hmm. And then when everything opened up again, people now are seeing where maybe you have new phobias that you didn't have before. The vulture. It's funny because turkey vulture in sacred um, Ojibwe belief system in the Native American culture, um, they are the cleaner uppers of the scraps of everything. They, they clean the bone and the, the leftovers that the other and animals... And disease yeah. and pestilence. Yeah. And they pick it up. They yeah. clean it up. They're, pur they're purifiers, actually. So it's interesting because I'm just feeling like, um, again, part of... Part of this energy is for a lot of people, I think that after being, you know, perhaps not being seen, like maybe you have clothes that have been sitting in your closet for two years because you didn't have anywhere to wear them. And it's almost like, how do, how do I dress? I, okay, wait, I'm getting dressed up to go to this party or to go on a date or to whatever. And like, what clothes do, what, wait, how do I dress up? Or like, so it's going to be different for everybody, but, uh, cause it is so individual, but I feel like that's another thing. It has to do with like the energies of the past two years. And it's interesting because clean, clean it up. They're both air cards too. Like the, mm -hmm. the element that's showing at the top is actually the air mark. Mm -hmm. So to me, that's fascinating because, um, there's this 
misinformation that keeps getting thrown around the term gets like literally thrown around everywhere that you look and it used to be a lot worse on our multimedia platforms and i think that the misinformation it's all based off of did you do external research not only to yourself and what's going on at the global level but just to the situations that are being stated that are misinformation are they actually yeah and that is huge that's huge. And I think like a lot of people now are seeing where the corporate controlled media outlets, big publications, the vultures, I'm big sorry. movements, <laughs> like the different um, causes that you can like attach yourself to. Everything is so much about your identity. What do you identify as? That's that Aries energy of what do you identify as? And that's where like you get, you can lock yourself into these ways of thinking. But like what Kiara was talking about now, it's like, well, are you seeing where, you know, these big corporate outlets are just lying to you, like literally lying to you. And then they're slapping on this whole thing about it's a fact check or whatever. And um, who are the fact checkers and who's deciding what's misinformation? And so relating back to the vultures, they're, uh, I think it was a NACO in medicine for the people. If any of you ever were uh, listened to NACO, one of, I think it was on his first, very first album, uh, he had a song called Vultures of Culture. And um, yeah, you could look up Vultures of Culture by NACO, N-A-H-K-O, because it's actually a really powerful song and it, it talks about this energy a lot. But um, yeah, cleaning up the, cleaning up the junk. And this is shadow work. Like, we all have an inner vulture that wants to, like, go into all of our places and, like, pick shit clean. <laughs> clean your shit up mm -hmm. internally, you know, and then transmute it. Because it's interesting. Like, think about what these animals can eat, yet they don't die from it. Like, it's not what, like, causes their death. I mean, maybe in some cases they may, like, really eat the wrong thing. Um, but they're here to clean up all of the the disease and the the death around the planet that's kind of like what they're there for it's so interesting i do like turkey vultures though it's a very sacred animal yeah they really are vultures, so yeah they that's really why are. it's fascinating to see both because the energy behind them is just crazy <laughs> you want to use the steampunk sure um i think uh, so earlier we were talking and pulling other cards uh, for the previous video but uh, the world card did come out with the steampunk and it's cute. Oh, is it's... that the world card or is that the wheel of fortune? It's the world or the wheel of fortune. Yeah. That's, I, right. that's, wheel a, of fortune. that's a great wheel of fortune. It is. Look at how cool. I'll show the other placement too, but it's so pretty. And it has like, I love how it just has the four elements represented at the top instead of like the, um, you know, like the animals that represent the sign, the fixed signs, if you will. And it has like numbers theorem behind it. Like, it's a very detailed sacred geometry, astrology, uh, the four thoughts of truth, alchemy. But this is the steampunk tarot. Um, I actually, for you guys that know at home when I do, like, my, my sessions, my readings in my house, um, my mentor, Rami, actually hilarious Rami, uh, she gave me the steampunk tarot that I use at home. So for Elizabeth, she's like, yeah, I have a mini steampunk in my room. I was like, what? <laughs> so it's mini. It's not the same size as a traditional deck. Um, so we're using that as well. So do you, do you want to look at any specific um, topics or questions like around this? I don't know. What are you feeling like? 
So this is where being live would actually be helpful because then I could like be looking at your questions. So if we do this again, we'll have to do it uh, that way. Oh yeah, I mean, I feel like we we actually should do like a live, maybe not tonight, but we will do a live on the shadow work. Um, we'll figure out whether it's individual or together. But um, I think the subject that I would most want to know when I was in kind of the state of wanting to learn more about shadow work, um, what can, what do I need to know right now? Like what's, what's my biggest need to know about this subject or what can I learn? So that would be the broad subject okay. I would pull for you guys. Okay. That sounds good. Woo. And that was fast. Uh -huh. King of Swords. Nice. Oh my God. There's that logic and reason. Yeah. And also seeking Ooh. advice because he's the counselor. So that's so interesting. And I pulled the Knight of Cups. <laughs> oh, that's beautiful. It's like the message from the heart. And then the Hang Band. I feel like this is consistent across the board with the Wounded Masculine. Because I know that, um, so I'm actually trying to create like a, a book or like a class that talks about how all humans have divine feminine, divine masculine. But when we're talking about in every single human, girl and boy, um, the divine masculine, the wounded masculine in this case, um, the king of swords is the card of reason. It represents logic. It, it represents knowledge. It represents air. Um, so like Libran, uh, Aquarius, Libran, and... Um, Gemini. Gemini. <laughs> My sign are the air signs. So it represents logic and reason and intellect. and Which is the card that she pulled <laughs> was reason. Haha. <laughs> so and you're right on par. The next card that came with it is the Knight of Cups. So that to me, mixed with that king, the Knight of Cups embodies this message from the heart because it's offering the cup. It's a young boy. Um, this beautiful... Uh, here's the message in the heart. So I feel like the the masculine in all of us, the strong masculine that wants to be like the, the big boy, that wants to put the big boy pants on, that wants to go to work, do, 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 <laughs> act, 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 think, 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 survive, survive, survive. The, the Knight of Cups is giving that offer of like, hey, what do you need right now? What kind of healing do you need? What kind of love, nurturing, what, what emotions, because Cups represents water and emotions, what water, what healing do you need? And they're hung up, the hanged man. They're just hung up to dry because they don't know how to get that healing, that nurturing, that that willingness to, to cater to those emotions. And I feel like that's kind of the shadow work. Are your masculine and feminine in balance? And if not, it feels like it's more the masculine that's doing all the work. It's like catch up time. After 2020, everybody's trying to catch up but it's like, well, what were you supposed to heal or look at in the mirror? Mm. Wow, that's beautiful. Yeah, and also because the the Knight of Cups is Piscean, which is, uh, it's mutable. You know, it's changeable. Um, and the Hanged Man is Piscean. And the Hanged Man is like, it is that, it's, a, it's this, the Hanged Man is like, it's psychological. It's like a psychological, um place where um where you go to for healing like you were saying but it's 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 both Piscean which is so interesting um the theory Aquarius and Pisces is that like when Jesus was alive um according to some astrologists and some like super historical uh connecting astrology and history together 
they say that Jesus was born during the Piscean um, age. That's when Pi the age of Pisces was initiated. So when witnessing, like, uh, it's funny that they say, like, there's a religion, actually, I think, that has a symbol of the fish, which is also a... That's Christianity. A Christianity symbol. It um, was almost like a, like a tattoo for them in a weird way. It was a symbol of how they would know each other. Huh. Because the, um, the Romans and, you know, were persecuting them. So it was the symbol of the fish, and that's how they, they knew each other. So if you would go to a house back in the times of Jesus, and there was, you know, you could kind of like sweep away the dirt, you, and then you would see that there was a symbol of the fish, you would know that it was, they were followers of the Christ. Wow. Yeah. So that's interesting. I, um, I don't know, for those of you that are interested in the Lenormand, there's actually an old deck that was used I during... Have one. Uh, it was actually used during the time that Jesus was around. That's when it was invented. And the Lenormand has the fish card in it. And mm -hmm. I pulled that card today. My mom and I did like an impromptu reading. And it's funny. It, it said something about that. It said like the fish was a representation of the gift because it was food. So it was like a gift. Mm -hmm. It was like the spreading of this gift. Mm -hmm. So that to me with the hanged man and the Piscean energy and the Knight of Cups, it's like if you need something, please say something. Like, if you need help, you need love, you need care, you need nurturing, uh, ask for it and go look for it. Get it in your hands, in your reality right now. That's beautiful. For those of you that need that. Yeah, that's really beautiful. I love that. So let's see. So I'm going to use, um, where'd it go? Um... So this is a this is a bit of a darker deck, y'all. Uh, it's the Deviant Moon Tarot, and it's actually fairly popular. So uh, it's by Patrick Valenza, and he's pretty amazing. So let's maybe go to another topic, or should we just um, stay along the same lines here? Um, I think Ooh. maybe yeah, like it's pretty like wanting to share something. Um, okay, it's funny because when I read with this deck, this comes out a lot. So this is the Five of Cups in this deck, which um, oftentimes when I'm reading with this, I mistake it for the Hierophant, uh, just because they're, you know, they're not labeled so clearly. But this is very interesting. This is a very interesting energy. So this would be like, this is the shadow because you can see she's drawing down the moon there. Um, and in a way where it's, uh, it's very nefarious, it's very, very dark. And this would be like a parent and a child here and somebody's being reprimanded and, um, there's blood spilled over or wine, but I'm going to say it's blood and three of the cups is spilled over. And you can see this child is like very upset here, but also not listening. So it's the child is like actually being scolded here. It's, it's such a, uh, this is such a crazy card. So there's, uh, again, her hand is over the moon. So this is showing where some of our shadow is and it's a five of cups, but I'm going to read it like in a sense where this is where we feel like we're bad. Like we're bad. Like we did something wrong where um, where feelings of shame come from. I'm feeling like this is a lot of shame where we've been told that we're bad. Um, and so I think that that's something that really wants to be explored is like this energy of not feeling like a bad person or that we've done something wrong. And I'll relate it to myself. So um, 
So I posted a video uh, about three weeks ago. I went to Los Angeles and I was staying um, with family in West Hollywood. And we walked over to Johnny Depp's Sweetser Avenue house or his group of houses because it was literally in the neighborhood that I was staying in. And so it's public property, it's a road, an actual road, um, and it's a matter of public record and has been for many years, but especially with this trial, it was mentioned in the trial like every day, uh, the Sweetser Avenue houses, North Sweetser Avenue. Um, so I posted a one minute and 30 second video from this property and it was really for everyone and because it was very special to me that I had been reporting, you know, and doing a lot of readings about the trial and it was feeling very important to me. It was, you know, something that I was absolutely guided to do. I don't read about Hollywood happenings. I've mentioned this many times before, like Kiara knows that I'm not like really into what's happening inside of pop culture, Hollywood, whatnot. Um, and a lot of you found me this way and we've been connected through this. And so I was really guided just to walk up the hill and record a one minute and 30 second video for everyone. Mind you, it was, <clears throat> excuse me, while the trial was still happening. So it was literally on a day when they were in court and we're on the West Coast, they're on the East Coast. So yeah, they may have been out of court by that time, but obviously Johnny Depp was not in the house. And it's not to say that people weren't, but if you look at the property from an aerial view, like there's uh, a few videos that are out there that have like close to a, a million views and they actually show the drone footage of how deep this property goes. So I'm literally just like walking around this cul-de-sac for a minute. And most people were like, you know, really enjoying that video. Um, but then I got like a lot of really nasty comments, like people saying all kinds of like nasty things, calling me a stalker. How dare you that how you're trespassing and breaking the law. And like, so people are just having like these reactions. And again, when we're talking about shadow work and what you said earlier in the first part of the video was so important, uh, Kiara was saying something about, it's not about other people. It's about your internal landscape, like what's going on with you internally. So it was an exercise in shadow work for me about like being reprimanded, like I did something wrong. So I'm having to look at my triggers and how that's affecting me. And, you know, do I delete these comments? Do I answer them back? What do I do with this? This is new information. This is an uncomfortable situation for me, one that I haven't had before. So how do I deal with this? And and again, it's like, cause you know, I am a self-reflective person and if I do do something wrong, I wanna look at it and like own it, like you were saying. So I'm like, well, was that wrong? Did I violate Johnny Depp's privacy? Was that bad of me? Like, should I have done that? Should I take the video down? I'm telling you, I sat like right here, like this, should I take this video down? You know, and then you get the sort of more trolls that are like, oh, how could you do this? You're just doing this for likes. And like, listen, I've had my channel for um, almost three years. It is truly a labor of love for me. It's not about likes or views. It's about community. It's about quality over quantity. You know, yes, I, I would love for my work to reach people because I love it and I'm passionate about it. So anyway, just going back to this card, I sometimes it's important to bring a personal story to these things because it shows how 
The shadow work can be done in real time and in your life and in a real way where it was these feelings of shame, ridicule, did I do something wrong? He's holding his ears, so is it something he should be listening to or is it something he doesn't need to listen to? And so that um, that was that's been my experience lately. I think it's also cool because the card in traditional tarot represents like not looking at the spilt milk, basically. Mm -hmm. um, so the cut the three that are toppled over, there are two that are still standing. Yes, and they're behind you, and you're looking at what's spilt, or you're trying mm -hmm. not to look at what's spilt in this card's case, mm -hmm. and being reprimanded for that. Whereas you do still have all the other assets, you still have all the other tools and things that you that you created or experienced or are, and you should focus on those things rather than what you lost or what's not working or what's been spilled. Yeah, for sure. And and it's the two of cups, which is like uh, your relationship to yourself ultimately. And yeah, you're right. Cause it's like what he is, you know, he's facing in the direction of the cups that have spilled over. So, and also the, the fives are the agents of chaos. So these, this is where you find yourself in a chaotic place or you're uncomfortable or there's change, but they're like the catalyst because the fives are like about change and movement and growth mm -hmm. and all of that. Mm -hmm. um, so that's kind of interesting. Um, and also it can be releasing the past because it is cups. So this can be like, you know, letting go of the past, like releasing some of the hurts um, of the past. It can also be where you're grieving. Mm -hmm. like seriously grieving loss so some of you yeah and look the tower how about that for shadow work right there reset <laughs> yeah i mean and this is like plutonian right oh yeah card of pluto look at look at the tower here look at how it's coming from almost like um like a light beam yeah right or like a ufo or something like that yeah or like so, the eye of God. Yeah, the eye of God. Uh -huh. And this is where like the tower uh, frees you from the devil. Mm -hmm. You know, it comes in to free you from the devil. Uh, and it can be really, again, uncomfortable and shake things up and it's sudden. That card to me always re like reminds me of like the Phoenix. Because it's like after mm -hmm. everything's been broken and destroyed, it's like, are you going to rebuild? Yes. So what are we rebuilt? So that's this energy right here is really like looking at um, what's really solid in your life, what's solid inside of you, like what from your shadow can you integrate and make a part of yourself that actually makes you stronger and makes you more resilient. Mm -hmm. So I look at like the ex example that I just gave you, which may sound like a really stupid example to some of you, but for me, it felt really meaningful and it had purpose. Mm -hmm. And it was very triggering for me, like the first couple of days where I was like, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, you know, to see these words and this energy being directed at me in a way that I hadn't ever seen before mm -hmm. was very triggering for me. But I was like, okay, I can work with this. Like, okay, I can do this. Um, and that it's giving me like, um, I don't know, like a thicker skin. It's also uh, like an opportunity for a reset. Yeah. The opportunity for a reset for sure. Like in a big way. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of amazing. Maybe we'll get one more and then, uh, I don't know. How long did we go? Like four years. What else do you want to look at? Oh, I feel like good about everything. Whatever this last guy wants to tell us. I think it's two. This last two. 
Yeah, two cards. The Fool. Nice. And is the that... Eight of Swords. Oh my gosh. Yeah, this is beautiful. I love how uh, this deck is so phenomenal, the Deviant Moon Tarot, because you see how the moon, um, it's like, they, the moon is very hypnotic in this deck. It's meant to be like some of the, um, some of the characters, their eyes are actually like, they look hypnotized. Like they're not thinking for themselves. They're hypnotized by something. Hmm. So I feel that that's also where we pull our energy back from external force, from things outside of ourselves, like about pulling the energy back. Um, this is a, you know, this is a crazy energy. And so the eight of swords is like the, it's like the card of, I can't, I can't because here's eight reasons why I can't. And it's like getting yourself out of like a self-imposed prison of your limiting beliefs. Is that the card that the girl is sitting on the bed and she's crying? No, that's the nine. So the eight is where she's tied up. Oh, restriction. And, and it's like, yeah. So it's like, um, the, the eight reasons why you can't, mm -hmm. you know, and it's coming from your shadow, which in this case is the moon, you know, it's like, it's coming from that, a uh, lim limiting beliefs. And we get the fool with that, <laughs> which has fish, which has fish in it. I think that it's interesting when you think of the original tarot too, the analogy of the eight of swords, the woman is literally in a circle of swords and mm -hmm. she could cut herself free, but she's not. Mm -hmm. And she's just sitting there and mm -hmm. her, tied up I think yeah the eight reasons why I can't it's very the analogy is amazing but yet the fool shows up and it's like cool look at life in a different perspective and make a different choice mm -hmm. or bring new things to the table or ask for help mm -hmm. it's always good like if you if you are not able to do something or understand something or if you have questions cool ask you the worst that could happen is someone could say no or not answer I think that and with the cards that you pulled you pulled the King of Swords, right? Yeah. And I think that that's a big thing with the King of Swords is ask, mm -hmm. you know, and you could ask yourself, you could ask a book, you could, whatever that looks like. Um, I love that the Fool came in because it's showing that's the void. That is the void, you know, of new possibilities. That is the reset after Chaos. the tower. It's also, I'm feeling like... Um, one of the beautiful things about like light work and shadow work and one of the beautiful things about things being like deconstructed in your life allowing certain things to deconstruct within you so that they can i don't know just come into a place of uh of like a, a like you said a reset and a renewal and uh being lighter i know that in um like more of a shadow work conversation sometimes you have to destroy a, a big portion of yourself to rewrite or redo the parts of yourself that have been broken or or you feel like have been like broken apart it's like taping yourself together in japanese culture actually there's this process where if a pottery has been shattered or broken they take gold and they actually put it in the cracks and put the pottery back together it's a very specific thing i mm -hmm. i feel like it's shiboken or something like mm -hmm. that but whatever the the term is you can look up japanese pottery rebuilding they never they never believe that the the object was destroyed or shattered they believe that it's now a new better work of art that's like a mosaic too. Yeah. Actually, you want to hear something funny? So, um, 
Kiara and I met through a store um, and a shop in Sedona that we both worked at and we started right around the same time and um, one day I was dusting because we had like kept the place very high vibrational and very very clean and I was uh, at the, the back wall and there was like these shelves and Jewel was there and so um, this little Buddha here I accidentally or you know everything happens for a reason I knocked I knocked it over and his head his head broke off so I felt so bad and I said to the manager I was like I'll pay for it and I'll buy it and she's like no that's yours you take it home and if when you do with it what you want so I don't know if you can see but there's like a little bit of glitter around him mm -hmm. so I wound up gluing his head back on and I glued it back on and I put glitter all around his neck and when I did it I was thinking of that exact thing that you just mentioned was you know like now it has it has a certain energy of like um a resilience and a strength that like you know it's just symbolic of like putting something back together and um making something whole again but in a new way you know that is that's i think that is the energy of the tower and that's why the star comes after that I but in this case, it's the fool. In, yeah, in the fool, that new perspective, looking at like, okay, yeah, there's rubble all around me, but there's other ways to deal with the rubble. It's just so, it's so potent. It's such a consistent conversation that we have today. A lot of people say, I'm broken. That's the statement that, that is mentioned to like every person that's dealing with shadow work that I've come across currently, they'll say like, I feel broken. I feel like there's something wrong with me. And my response is always, there's nothing wrong with you. It's just a matter of looking at the story in a different perspective. Maybe there's some other details that you just don't know yet. That's the hanged man. And that's where sometimes it's like, it's okay. It's a, this, I feel like what these cards are telling us is that um, this isn't like uh, the tower happens very fast. So maybe there are events that are happening fast or things that are feeling very much out of your control, but really it's a, a, some kind of divine intervention but that this process that we're speaking of, it's actually, it is very slow because that's the hanged man. Like it's slow. It's not meant to be just like, it happens kind of over time. Um, and, and that is the new perspective. And like you said, just like seeing things from a new perspective. Um, and, and it's not just like, boom, you have a new perspective. It's like, Oh, all of a sudden you think of it in that way. And then sometimes you think of it in another way. And then there's just more insights, but they have, they can happen slow. It doesn't have to, uh, the Aurora Bora is like where you're returning to the same wound over and over and over again. But each time you see it differently or you experience that wound differently. Aurora Boris, yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. That's an amazing way of looking at it. Yeah. Yeah. Cause the, it, because where the, where it punctures its tail, that's your core wound. Mm -hmm. Interesting. <laughs> and you're like always learning all the time when it comes to this. It's pretty amazing. Denial. <laughs> Denial. <laughs> Let me see that card. Wow, that's the reach and the extension. Denial. Reach for the stars. <laughs> reach for the stars. Message. Message of denial. Yeah, don't deny this shit. I mean, you may be watching or not watching, and you're like, oh, maybe, maybe, maybe. Message. No, there is no denial, okay? Yeah, and uh, okay, so, yeah, I mean, but that's like... Okay, sometimes 
the denial, like it's just, it's a coping mechanism because the truth can be very painful. And when we take the blinders off and we actually like, oh, that's interesting. Um, I mean, I get it because there are some things that are very, very painful to see. And that's hard. Like I, for a long time, actually, um, before I really, cause uh, just to give a, a perspective of age, I'm 27 years old. I just turned 27 on Sunday and I, there were years, years of, of like this denial, like, oh, I, there's nothing wrong with me or, oh, I didn't get assaulted or, oh, there, you know, abuse, abuse, abuse. I would just pretend like it didn't happen. And it just prolongated the process and it actually ruined um, a relationship I had with my best friends. The denial of all the pain that I had gone through like created a reality where I actually was acting out on it or I had situations happen because of the denial that it was shoving itself in my face but the messages were coming in through other people or experiences or other uh, circumstances. Then finally, when the reality set in and I lost a lot and I felt broken in the tower and the <laughs> shattered, um, the opportunity of the fool arose of looking in this perspective of, cool, what did I not look at? What did I oversee? What am I not dealing with? And a whole buttload, even tonight of what we've talked about, me and Elizabeth, besides the video, a whole buttload of reality set in like, oh, this stuff actually happened and there's more. <laughs> but wait, there is more. Exactly. <laughs> it's like those infomercials. Yeah. And again, none of this is like to shame ourselves or anything. And I don't know, like for me personally, the denial, um, I feel like a lot of it is generational. I think that a lot of these things are things that we learn from our parents who have learned from their parents. These are things that are happening within our family, within our family unit. Um, maybe for you, it, it, you, you can relate to that maybe because I know like I do. And so I feel like a lot of it is sort of like breaking some of our generational patterns. Um, there's this really magical raven here. I, I love how it gets very magical with the denial and then like there's just a magic here of messages and ravens and um, omens. These are omens. So I even feel like this um, is like maybe the ancestors or something um, because I feel like a lot of these patterns, they're like stuff that we, again, it's the subconscious and that shadow work. It's like the Carl Jung stuff that you were talking about of the shadow work. So a lot of the, these things are like patterns that we're breaking. They really are patterns that we're breaking. And that's the deconstruction of the tower. And the, these are the times that we're living in. And this was like one of the beauty, beautiful things of the past two years is like, well, what can we, um, can you keep sweeping stuff under the rug? Who the hell wants to? Oh, that, oh my gosh. That was what I was thinking too. I was like, uh, denial of the consciousness, the collective consciousness. Oh wait, denial of the collective consciousness guys. Do your research. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I felt really like aligned to that. Like there's a many a time that I wish I had the information so I would go and look for it. And I feel like mm -hmm. that's the most empowering thing you could do with your 
your existence of the internet today and uh, having access to a plethora of decks or plethora of books or, or resources or people, uh, there's always more information. Even if you think you know something, you can ask the most learned teachers with 20 degrees. Uh, Nikola Tesla, there's always room to learn. Einstein, there's always room to learn. They always implored on knowledge and insight and it could be on subjects that you want. It doesn't have to be on all things, everything, everywhere. It could just be on your favorite subjects or yourself. Well, you're a very self-taught person. Oh yeah. Aren't you? Oh yeah. Yeah. I taught myself how to read and write and speak ancient Egyptian. I taught myself astrology. I taught myself how to publish my own deck. I taught myself how to, to sit with people of all ages there's many a thing that I had decided to uh, teach myself. This is my deck, by the way. It's beautiful, you guys. It's I'll I'll link in the description box for uh, those of you on my channel. That's my baby. It's it's a great deck, but yeah, you're very self-taught, and and I'm very self-taught too. I think that's something that you and I um, come together with, and I learned so much from her. Um, I, you know, and a lot of times, like this is the first time that we've ever made a video together, but when Kiara and I get together, we're just like, we're doing this like constantly. We're just interacting, talking, exchanging ideas, um, because we don't see each other like, you know, every single day or week we used to when we work together. Um, but so then when we do come together, like we have a lot to share. So I think that that's something beautiful too, because um, I feel like when I see her and hopefully when you see me, when we leave each other, we feel more like our batteries are charged up more. Like I feel amped up right now and right. we've been going for two hours. I know it's so interesting. And, uh, focus Sagittarius. Oh, I love that because she's like, um, who's, who's that guy? Artemis. That? Artemis. Yeah. Artemis. Yeah. That is very Sagittarian right there. Um, yeah, so I agree with what you're saying just about, um, oh gosh, there we are. Um, you know, learning and continually learning and so pretty. I love this card. And also I, cause I just feel like this card is so important. You guys, um, do not let people shame you for your beliefs. Do not let anybody tell you that you are a bad person because you're questioning the narrative, because you're going against the grain, because, I don't know, your culture frowns upon something like maybe it's tarot cards and they think that you're demonic because you like tarot cards. Whatever this energy is of this person telling you that you're bad or whatever it is. Yes. It's always good to look at these things and do a check-in and say like, okay, is there something that I can refine about myself? But also I feel like this is a huge message, you know, about these um, structures because the fives go back to the hierophant, which is the fifth, fifth card in the major arcana about rules, tradition, regulations, societal norms, customs, like this is all this stuff. You have to be this person in order to be seen as good. Um, so I feel like that's something that, you know, the system is changing. Structures are coming down. There's revelations. That's the tower. It's aha moments. It's crown chakra. So I feel like that's also a big message is, um, 
you know, just being in your power around that and not letting people tell you who you're supposed to be, what you're supposed to think, what your life is supposed to look like. This is about paving your own path. Um, and like yeah. the, I feel like that completion, like that was an amazing final sentiment to that. And I think also like just being able to, to hear, like, even with what we say and or whatever you want to take away from it, whatever mm -hmm. you witness, whatever resonates, um, it's all for you. It's, there's no opinion when we're mm -hmm. sitting here and chatting with you. It's all about like what we're kind of receiving and just yeah, there's no giving. absolutes. Yeah. And there's no absolutes. Cause I don't like to live absolutely. Like I want to be open to receive new information and change my mind and have a change of heart and have a change of perspective yeah. as new information comes in or whatever. Ooh, look at her listening. She's pretty. Kramisha. We're getting listening and movement with the white horse. That's beautiful. Whoa. So it says darkness does not always equate to evil. Light does not always bring good. Exactly. That's it right there. Uh -huh. Can you read can you read that again? Yeah, I'll read it to y'all. So it says darkness does not always equate to evil. Light does not always bring good. Exactly. Um, my dad always said the road to hell is paved with good intentions. So I always felt like, yeah, I mean, there that's the yin and the yang, how there's just, you know, a little bit of light inside of the shadow and there's a little bit of shadow inside of the light. So I think it's also, that's why it's listening because it really is about discernment, like that high priestess energy of like really being discerning. Um, with things and not looking at things in such an absolute way like this is absolutely good this is absolutely bad and it goes back to that violet pill kind of or that you know that there is good and there is bad and there is light and there is shadow but I don't know looking at it from a higher perspective it's pretty amazing I'm like that's gonna be the title of the podcast there you go what darkness does not always equal evil yes and light does not always bring good. bring good that's a huge and it's a number 23 which equals a five nice yeah i feel very content so do i yeah so thank you so much for doing thank this. you so much for suggesting this it was beautiful it was like it was like a we'll coming of together like yeah. we randomly both were thinking of the same thing in a different way and a different mm -hmm. reason but i feel like there will be in-person moments there will be events like this coming up mm -hmm. if you guys want to be a part of it and show up pay attention to both of our pages um i'm really really gearing up for a free event that people can come and bring donation if they wish to and there will be speakers like us to read and talk about subjects so we'll talk more about that on a later date. Yeah, and you have an amazing network too. Like even uh, her mother is amazing. <laughs> She's an amazing astrologer and just your network in general. You've got some really, really good people. Thank you. So You're yeah. one of them. So. Thank you. <laughs> uh, and Kiara also does uh, like sound bowl healings and right? You do a lot of sound. I love your sound bowl healings. The ones that you were doing during COVID, remember where it was just like you inside of that beautiful space yes. and you were live streaming them. They yes. were really beautiful. So she's like multifaceted, multi-talented, um, 
So I will link all of her information for you in uh, below. So if you got, you want to check out Kiara, you have a YouTube channel too, which I'm looking forward to seeing more stuff on there. Well, um, but you're very much more active on like your Instagram than I am. Yeah. And I don't know if you still are using Facebook. Do you Sometimes. Use, do you use TikTok? No. Yeah, we, ha we haven't gotten on TikTok. But um, I, and the YouTube is just the Crystal Prophecy. So if you look up Crystal Prophecy, everything will pop up. That's mm -hmm. the business. That's the Crystal Prophecy Kiara. That is me. Yay. Well, thank you all. If you uh, watched all of this, that's amazing. Um, you know, just wishing you uh, just uh, lots of um, insight and inspiration and strength and courage wherever you're at in your journey in this precise moment as you're watching this just sending you lots of strength courage uh inspiration power and um all of those good things yes thank you guys thank you bye namaste